I'm I was on that one. Like Adam hey, Sandler. Hey, hey, hey. I was dead on that like one. Like the hit motion picture with Adam Sandler, The Click. I thought you were going to say Big Daddy. <laughs> Big Daddy Kane. Thought you were going to say Little Nicky. Um, <laughs> Big Daddy Kane. Everyone got uh, some waveforms? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, hold on. I got it. Yeah, dude. I probably should check that, shouldn't I? All right. We got the big drink. Has everybody got their tumblers out? Oh, yeah. I've got my tumblers, my Twitters, my Facebooks, my live journals, all that shit. Did you already um, um, McRib up this morning? No, I haven't, t- I haven't had a McRib in a while. Wow. We can talk about that in the episode if you want. Well, we're doing it now. It's been a minute. Are we ready? Yes. <coughs> Let me get that preemptive one out. There you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I'm Mark, and I'm here with Seth for episode 100. How are you, Seth? 100. That's amazing, man, that we've gotten this far. Yeah? Yeah, it is. I, tell it's me amazing. It. I'm I, shocked. I, really, I am, I'm a little bit shocked, too. I didn't, I didn't know that it was when we started this and we were back at episode number 12. I didn't know that it was going to happen, that all of a sudden, that, that, that a couple of years down the road, we're going to be doing episode 100 with the guy that did episode 12 with us. Mm. And that man, I guess I have a f- very similar feeling about this podcast that I did about the other one that I do all the time, um, which was started at thinking this will be fun for a bit, and then probably we'll just be like, but it keeps going. Mm. And that man is one of my best dearest friends lee brutschneider how are you lee i'm doing great super happy to be here with you guys uh big fan of the show i've i've mentioned it a few times on the no nonsense trivia podcast but i just i love what you guys are doing over here and uh thank you so much for inviting me on for episode 100 had to do it I don't think that there was a better guest that we could have had for one specific reason and that is that when you came on <clears throat> you came on with opinions and with things to say, um, and far more than I think any of our other guests. We did have guests that did speak up, and, and some of them were somewhat timid at times. But you you did not have a lack of commentary for the song that we did, which was Come With Me by P. Diddy, or Diddy, or how, whatever his name was at that moment. Um, mm-hmm. But you came in with Sean a lot Combs. to say, and I, I appreciated that, and I thought that that was great. And I know, I am positive... That for this wonderful celebratory episode 100, you are going to come in with shit to talk about about the song we're going to do. I hope so. I mean, I do feel like I might have overprepared a little bit last time, so I thought this time I'd come in a little bit more relaxed, actually. Not to say that I didn't research uh, the song How Bizarre or the group OMC a little bit, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to digging in. Uh, you guys asked me to uh, pick a song for this episode and uh i molded over for a few weeks actually and then i thought about how bizarre and uh yeah it just it fits and you thought what's how going bizarre. on there what's going on in this song <laughs> yeah um so as uh, as lee just uh told you the song that we're doing today is how bizarre i do want to take OMC. just one second mark if we Please. could just go over 
what you know what we normally do. How was your week? Uh, my week was good. I was okay. in uh, Champaign, Illinois for the week for work. Mm. Um, I did get shat on by a grackle. Very good. That was a low point. Oof, that's um, lucky. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, maybe in some circles, not in mine. Okay. Um, but overall, it was uh, it was good. A lot of traveling, which I'm not a big fan of. Mm. Um, and but yeah, it was uh, it was all right. Came home, relaxed a little bit yesterday. Installed an over the range microwave. Hey now, which which makes me feel like I'm in even a higher echelon of of human being now that you I have are a microwave. DIY fuckboy. <laughs> I am indeed yes, in are. many ways. How was yes. your week? My week was a little rough. Yeah, uh, leading up to today, I had uh, I had uh, I had gotten pretty 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 sick uh, and pretty terrible. I was hoping that we could do our episode today live. Uh, I think it was in everybody's best interest that we do it on a Zoom meeting. If you can't tell that that's the way, by the way that it sounds, that's what we're doing, just so that I can mm. keep my infected ass away from the healthy people before these few days before uh, Thanksgiving. Um, mm. And I'm feeling a lot. I went through four really bad days. I'm feeling a lot better today. Still a little bit of a cough, still a little bit stuffed up, but uh, rip-roaring, raring to go. And Lee, how was your week as well? My week was good. I uh, had a lot of design work to do and also a lot of quizzes. You know, I'm a local quiz master here in Southwest Florida. No-nonsense trivia. We had our uh, two weekly quizzes at Pointy Bell Brewing Company and Ollie's, and then we were back at Pointy Bell for a special quiz about The Office on Saturday. So lots of trivia and... uh, Lots of fun, good, beautiful, very, very, very glad to hear that uh, that that all the trivia's are back up and running and and everyone's doing well. Would so. you guys say that we've reached some sort of, sort of sense of normalcy here again? I'd say by and large. Yeah. I mean, but that's for us. Um, yeah. Whenever when I was in Champaign, I would tell people I was there from Florida, and they'd go, "Oh, how is it?" And I would say, for everyone kind of on the mainland, things are pretty much back to normal there's still some piles of trash in different places and kind of reminders that people are kind of like you know still going through it however for most people in like fort myers and keep coral proper a lot of stuff has gone back to normal for most people not everyone mm-hmm. um but for people in pine island for people in sanibel and cativa and fort myers beach it is going to be a while. It's gonna yep. be. It's gonna be a bit. I did have a person or two kind of pull the. Uh, oh, I I usually um, vacation in Key West, and thank God they didn't get hit. And I wanted to be like, yeah, thank God you're not put out by not being <laughs> able to go on vacation. Yes. Um, but we've kept you in mind the whole time. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um. So uh, let's talk a little bit about our histories with the uh, hit band <laughs> OMC and definitely the hit song with no laughter. Uh, how bizarre. <laughs> Lee, what um, what sprung this to mind and what is your history of this song? Well, uh, this song came out when I was pretty young. I want to say I probably heard it when I was like 11 or 12. And uh, it's just catchy as hell. You know, like the production on the song is just really crisp sounding and very upbeat and uh, kind of a a happier sounding song. And, uh, you know, the chorus is memorable as well. How bizarre, how bizarre. Ooh, baby, it's making me crazy every time I look around. Well, we don't have to get in the lyrics quite yet. But (laughs) very very catchy song. And uh, I feel like I kind of knew the lyrics 
a long time before I thought about what they were actually about. And thinking about them now, you know, it's like kind of going through like songs that I knew the lyrics of and, and was familiar with. Um, you know, this is kind of from the same era as Come With Me, the last song that I was on, you know, the the 90s. So uh, I was thinking about the story of the song and, you know, there there are some famous lines in, in this song that just make you wonder what is going on here. You know, it tells like a bit of a story, but not the whole story. And uh, yeah, I wanted to just kind of run through these with you guys. Get your take. It's like a country song. What about you, Seth? I was working in uh, Peaches Records the year that this came out. It was 94, 95. I was there both those years. Uh, and I remember it coming out and I remember all of the <clears throat> deadheads that I worked with at that place. And I was much more into hard rock. Um, and, uh, and I remember all the deadheads that I worked with playing this when we got it on our CD rotation, on our CD page, uh, a rotation that we could put on. They just played the shit out of it. And of course, at the time, I was far too cool to, uh, to get into it and to enjoy it. Um, didn't pay attention, tried my best to get away from it every time that I heard it. Uh, of course, in my old age and, uh, being a little bit more relaxed, and not as cool as I used to be. Uh, I do not mind this song. I actually, enjoy, it's got things in it that I like. Nylon string guitars, uh, trumpets, all shit that I enjoy. There are some issues. There's some things going on with this damn song, especially the lyrics. But we're going to get into that. Indeed we will. How about you, Mark? Um, I mean, you know, I uh, I probably had a very similar, you know, I'm, I'm in between age of the two of you pretty much. Um, so this song came out in 1995. I was 15 years old, mm -hmm. um, you know, learning how to drive my parents going through a big split up oh. and, uh, and this song, you know, popped out and you could not fucking, you could not hide from it. It was... It was like Godzilla. It was played it was on just, mainstream radio. It was also played on alternative radio. Um, it's technically rapping. Mm -hmm. It's got like a hip hop beat, but it's definitely catchy. Um, and it was a very, very far cry from all the gangster rap that was going on. So it was kind of like um, this is going to be very, very weird for me to say this, but it might light up both your eyes. This song is kind of like the New Zealand version of like a cake song. It's uh, wow. it's got okay. it's got that mariachi, um, you know, acoustic guitar thing with like talked rap, which isn't technically rap, um, but way way worse <laughs> than than any cake song. I, I mean, in my, in 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 my estimation, um, but well, I mean, the, the it, musicianship is a little bit more basic. I would say on this song, absolutely, they don't take as many creative risks as Cake is. Uh, oh yeah. Is, want to do and the lyrics are are a lot less are, are a lot more lacking i should say mm -hmm. than uh than cake lyrics but um always loved the song it was always catchy and you know i've always made fun of the lyrics but to be honest with you i never knew them all this is i know we say this so much but this is exactly what this podcast is all about i had always paid attention to them and thought they were pretty silly it wasn't until you brought it up and i looked up especially the second verse um where i was like what's <laughs> happening yeah what's going uh, on same, here same here same here i never yeah. paid attention yeah um omc uh was a group if you've ever wondered what omc stands for here we go otara's millionaire club or otara millionaires club 
um, which is a tongue-in-cheek reference to Otara, which is a suburb of Auckland, which is known for being a slum. So um, apparently this was very, very funny uh, to them and to other people. Um, and of course, going around saying Otara Millionaires Club is very, very boring. Um, so they just shortened it to the uh, memorable OMC. It's kind of like the predecessor of uh, the Danny Boyle movie name uh, Slumdog Millionaire. It's got kind <laughs> of that irony to it. Yeah, I wonder if that's where he got it from, where he got Slumdog How Millionaire. He's like, he's like a big OMC fan. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and ape this. Um, so it's funny, actually, when I was looking at the uh, the history of the band, it said started as a band, then was reduced to a duo, <laughs> and then finally one person. <laughs> it's like they've slowly started just kind of drifting away until it was just him. Um, uh, and by him, I mean Polly Fuemana. I'm not sure how to say his last yeah. name. I did Fuemana? look around a little bit. Yeah, I, I looked around a little yeah. bit trying to find out the right way to pronounce it. So. My uh, my apologies to his wife and six children, I believe. Um, he stayed very, very busy. Um, but uh, they uh, they came out and he apparently learned how to do music um, when he was he was in a gang when he was young and ended up learning how to do music while he was in juvenile detention, basically. Hmm. Um, and here's this. <laughs> Then, then he did this. Thank you, social services of New Zealand. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Lee, do you have something to say? Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I think he, uh, you know, kind of got out of that by, uh, you know, this Otara, like, music scene. Uh, mm-hmm. That's where he met some of his bandmates. And uh, I think, you know, he was kind of like... Uh, I, I think I remember reading that he was kind of scared straight, like something happened and he was like, I, I got to like, you know, grow up a little bit, mature and uh, do something else. And OMC, this music group, was kind of his outlet for that. And it wasn't too long before he found success with this song. Indeed. Um, the song actually came up before the album was finished. So we got a little bit of a... Um of a Lisa Loeb situation here oh, where yeah. the, uh, where the single begot single. the, uh, the album, they just knew that it was fire, put it out. And then he really quickly started writing some other songs. Um, we do call this a one hit wonder in the States. However, he did have a couple of other, um, successful singles in New Zealand, including the song on the run, which <laughs> Lee, uh, Lee brought to our attention sounds strikingly, Oh, no, no, no. That's Right On. Oh, Right, right on. on. I'm sorry. Yeah, the right following on. album. But On the Run actually sounds a little bit different, I think, than most of their, well, most of their, their singles. Um, it's got kind of a darker Southwestern vibe to it. Now that you mentioned Cake, I'm not going to be able to yeah, get that out of my mind. Definitely. Because it's, it's got another, his flow is like switching up a little bit in On the Run. I would actually recommend that song. Check that For out. For the singles, it doesn't seem like he went very, he didn't stray very far from the formula of, uh, of How Bizarre, especially with Right On. However, we did listen to other songs and did come to the conclusion that they do spread their musical wings a little bit more. He went a little bit, uh, <laughs> a little bit Lou Reed on one song, uh, mm-hmm. and like you Land said, uh, the darker, yeah, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know he they do try other things, and I listen to the rest of the record, and there are some, in my opinion, pretty interesting songs on there. Some some not bad. There are some absolutely awful songs on there, 
But yeah, I, I would say all in all, not a terrible sleeper. record. Yeah, not a terrible record. I've heard worse. Yeah, let's put it that way. Yeah, I have and not. We, I've only could listened we to also <laughs> um, point out that this is if, if you if you haven't heard so far, this is a a band from New Zealand, and we do have. We, I think we should address that we have a couple of listeners in in New Zealand that do keep in contact with us. Uh, Want to mention that the, they uh, it's been brought to my attention many times that the the name of New Zealand is actually Aotearoa. Aotearoa. I hope I am saying that right, and I personally have an affinity. For that country, I believe that some of the coolest things in the world come out of that country. Some of the greatest bands ever, in my opinion, uh, have come out of uh, of New Zealand. Split Ends, Crowded House, Neil Finn, I think, is fantastic. The absolutely wonderful, wonderful Chris Knox. If you have not heard Chris Knox, go out and listen to the Tall Dwarfs and, and Chris Knox. He is absolutely, he's like their Bob Dylan. He's wonderful, wonderful. And, uh, and... Now, there are times when things pop up on their charts that are questionable, that, that the seem to be popular there that I don't know about, but the music makers in New Zealand, I think, are fantastic. And I don't think that this is a bad representation of, of the music there. I think it's pretty not, not horrible. That's why we call you our Kiwi connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, sort of. For the uh, Kiwi delegation, we have Seth Ford. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean this look, we've done we've done worse songs. I will listen yeah. to this song over and over again. Yeah. And I will sing along with it and I will pronounce unknowing uh every time I uh hear this song and um I'll have a damn good time at it. This song is not ruined. It is, however, um definitely a shock to my system um when i saw what the actual lyrics are gentlemen should we go ahead and get into it or do we have any final thoughts one second when you listen to this song the very first thing that you hear is a bass drop and i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that they probably whoever mixed this song either used an 808 and a kai mpc 1000 that was what was popular at the time um but if you listen to it with with good you know good speakers with bottom and big woofers and you hear that bass drop it's slightly out of tune it's not it's not a clean in tune bass it just kind of puts the song off a little bit if you're listening to it mm. through a big mm. you know bassed out system it's like uh, it just it just kind of is not right just from the very beginning now, by the time that the, the little strings kick in and the horns kick in, you're not paying as much attention to it. But right from the get-go, if you're listening to it through a good pair of headphones or you're listening to it through big speakers, you're going to hear it, boom, you know, it's just kind of off. If I remember correctly, that would be Alan Jansen, who is a co-songwriter and producer on this. Okay. And I just want to point out that he also produced an album for Cena. Uh, Cena, um, oh, what's her name? Cy... I'm gonna put your name Sapaya. Um, yeah, I don't know okay. Pronounce it. But uh, that album was completed. They they told her like we're gonna give you the OMC treatment. Now that we're done with this OMC record, you'll get your own record. And she was also from the Otara district in uh, in New Zealand. And uh, her album was completed, but then shelved for 19 years because of uh, uh, like legal, um, not legal issues. But basically, her album was bought up in a package, being sold to another label, and it was just kind of cut from the marketing budget and never released. 
So it is available now. You can go listen to some uh, some tracks off of that if you want to hear Sweet Sina in the front. Um, you can do that. Because <laughs> usually she's in the back. Two more things I want to mention. Um, first off, I don't know what's with all this mariachi shit. <laughs> I don't know if mariachi music is big in New Zealand or if there's some kind of link there. I am very, very poor if you've listened to No Nonsense Trivia Podcast with Geography. So I don't know. There is multiple songs that are using very, very heavy mariachi trumpet and guitar. I don't know what the connection is there or if it's just something that Polly was into or what. But I think it's crazy. Um, it's very, very interesting. <laughs> is it a um, 90s crazy. thing? I don't I don't think I so. Tombstone, the movie Tombstone or Three Amigos. <laughs> Maybe you know, three, three the popularity of those. It's movies definitely not the latter. The... <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing I want to mention, I did say something about this song being the biggest song in New Zealand or something. Um, and that is not true. Uh, this is um, this is the fact that uh, from what I understand, unless it does not stand anymore. How bizarre is the biggest selling record ever to be released by an act? originating from and recorded in new zealand okay so that is yeah yeah so i mean i mean it's still i still i still think there's a pretty interesting and important stat that like a band like split ends may have like recorded somewhere else Mm -hmm. um but had bigger hits but this is crowded originated in and recorded in uh new zealand um the uh the two main Fuemanas of OMC did pass away. Unfortunately, one of them of a heart attack and then Polly of a degenerative um, disease similar to multiple sclerosis. Paulie's and I was not actually looking around it. Neither of oh, them are. No, yeah. no. Fuemanas. Wow. I didn't know that. I was actually watching an interview where they were talking about the song on a new v- New Zealand TV show and he was not doing well. Oh, um man. so um the song very, actually very... had a resurgence after his death that's true yep mm-hmm. and then it'd be hit, i believe hitting number one again in new zealand hmm. um you know and it was in your face oh one one last fact about this song never hit the billboard hot 100 because it yes. was not commercially available in the u.s as a single so it did hit number four on u.s radio play charts but not on the billboard hot 100 it did not chart on there at all wow absolutely robbed Brother Pele's in the back, Sweet Cena's in the front, cruising down the freeway in the hot, hot sun. Suddenly red-blue lights flash us from behind, loud voice booming, please step out onto the line. Pele preaches words of comfort, Cena just hides her eyes, policeman taps his shades, is that a Chevy 69? How bizarre. And then we get the little guitar. How bizarre. How bizarre. How fucking bizarre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it truly is bizarre. It starts off with a pretty clear story here. They're driving down the road, the three of them. Uh, they get pulled over. I'm presuming because they got to be driving kind of wild, you know, for him to say step out onto the line. He's not like, you know, coming up to their window saying, can I see your ID? You know, what's going on he's like right. step out you know get out right. of the car get out of the fucking car and they got to be messed up because xena's hiding her eyes for some reason so that's the other the other thing that i got from fuck. this is you know maybe uh need a little visine or something don't have any put the sunglasses on hide your eyes your buzz. and then uh yeah the cop is in the, once once they step out of the car 
he's like not even talking to them about anything serious. He's just like, hey, now that you're out of the car, is that a Chevy 69? Why did he have to take him out of the car to ask him that question? Not even take him out, but like, I'm going to stand back at my car and you step out onto the line. You know, it's like it's like he's going over the loudspeaker, right? Is oh, well, I was th- I mean, I was uh, I, I was I was presupposing, I guess, that he walked up to him and said, I need you to step out of the car and onto the line also made me think. And again, we don't know if they're speaking in some kind of strange New Zealand speak, but uh, <laughs> like they were going to have him walk on the line to see if he was drunk. Right, right. That's what I got um, from that, too. You know, maybe he something did go up to the car. Maybe that's just protocol when you're pulled over in uh, in New Zealand. You know, like the first thing you do is get out and get on the line. I like to imagine that the cop was just embarrassed that he might have been wrong about the make and year of the car. So he's like, well, hey, come over here. And he's like, is that a Chevy 69 or am I an idiot? Yeah. You know who was confused about the make and model of that car is the uh, music video uh, <laughs> directors because that's a 68 Chevy in the video. Ooh. So, Ouch. I don't know if they didn't Lee make Chevys in 69 or if, yeah. uh, <laughs> if that yes, was just the closest they could get. <laughs> well, I, I mean, know. Chevys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand is a is a pretty, you know, relative to America, I guess, it's, or even Australia, is a pretty small country. I think they just kind of had to go with, they didn't want to go have enough fly a car in or something. I don't know how many sixty nine Chevys are, are around there. I guess they could have just changed the lyrics too. What does it matter? Yeah, well, presumably already recorded by that time. So that's true. Just... Also, sixty nine. Nice. You know, even back <laughs> then they knew. <laughs> they knew ninety five. They knew what that was going to mean. A symbol of universal beauty. How about about either of you guys get fear and loathing vibes from this right from the get go? Uh, Especially when you see the music video. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I mean, that, I mean, just the description, you know, they're in a convertible. They're obviously, you know, the reference, you know, trying to hide her eyes. I don't know. I'm just getting that, you know, when they get pulled over by the cop and fear and loathing and, you know, all kinds of bats flying around him and shit like that. You know, that's just the vibe. Hot, hot sun. You know? Hot hot sun, yeah. Open freeway, and New Zealand probably is bat country. If we're being if we're being honest about it, um, I love the genius annotations for this song. Uh, for this section, it says when a police officer pulls behind the group and commands them to pull over, Phil attempts to comfort his siblings, while Christina hides either from fear or embarrassment. Rather than giving them a ticket, the officer simply stopped them because he admires their car. This is the first of many events in this road trip that are bizarre. In a 1997 interview, Polly said that he peppered this song with fictionalized versions of real stories in order to give listeners something to read between the lines and discover instead of plainly spelling out the real narrative, of which there is none. And then it sums up, (laughs) it, it, it wraps this up with... Police in New Zealand have a history of discrimination against Pacific Islanders, possibly giving the occupants of the vehicle extra anxiety at being pulled over seemingly without cause. Oh, well, maybe so, that's the step on out into the line thing. Maybe. Yeah, weren't driving yeah, recklessly. Yeah. Maybe it was uh, profiling. But yeah, then indeed. why would he ask about the, the make and model of the car? Yeah, I... I you'll be surprised to know this doesn't make much sense. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's he said sister Christina. I don't I don't know if Cena is short for Christina. Uh, uh that's what they seem to think in this. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd go out on a limb with that one. That would I, I think Zena is probably short for it. Is it Zena or Cena? Her oh, real name Cena. is Cena. But the lyrics say Zena with a Z. 
And uh, in news articles about Cena, I also saw the lyrics written with a Z. So That's interesting because the in, official uh, lyrics might be a Z, but I think you know her solo album is spelled with an S, and that's her real name. The genius G? lyrics are spelled with an S. Yes. Oh, okay. But I've also seen it with a Z, depending on where you go. So, um, you know, always be aware of fake news. Um, so yeah, the first verse is basically like you said. I, I feel like this is kind of like. Um, it, I feel like there are songs like it, but the only one that really comes to mind is kind of like ironic by Alanis Morissette, where it kind of sets you up and then, oh, gotcha. Yeah. The difference is it takes them a whole verse to say what she says in a line. She's <laughs> yes. like, I've got 30 ironies for you. Yeah. And uh, OMC's like, we've got 1.3. It's like a very long <laughs> Mitch Hedberg joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah then how bizarre how bizarre which we know things are going to get weird and boy do they we got a chorus which is just how bizarre uh, mark you didn't read the uh you didn't read the genius annotation for that which is very deep this phrase how bizarre how bizarre when taken with the rest of the lyrics seems to be acknowledging the unpredictability and absurdity of life mm, that's true just for the depths yeah just to reach to the bottom okay, <laughs> i got go ahead. that that i got i got okay. that just you know <laughs> It's that, that I did kind yeah. of glean. We're all on board. The mm-hmm. things are just oh, how bizarre. Probably mm-hmm. the best line in the song, really. <laughs> it might very well be. Kind yeah, of. yeah. How bizarre, huh? Destination unknown as we pull in for some gas. I'm sorry. Freshly... A no one? <laughs> what did you say? That is what he says. <laughs> what does he say? A no one. A no one. Oh, but it's it's supposed to be unknown, right? Yeah, but okay, he has to stretch it out you're right, a little bit. You're right. He it does, is. He does add a little a little flair on there. Okay. I'm I mean, sorry. it is. Please continue. It's okay. It's okay. Destination unknown as we pull in for some gas. A freshly pasted poster reveals a smile from the past. Elephants and acrobats. Lion, snakes, monkey. Pele speaks righteous. Sister Senior says funky. How bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. And then, of course, we get the, ooh, baby. No, oh, no, 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 man. Uh, we, 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 can't, uh, how this entire, the, the, the drive for this whole second verse centers around the attention that they paid to a poster. Yes. Is just a is circus poster. Just, it hurts my feelings. And we're just, we're, we're supposed to, you're right, we're supposed to read the lean between the lines here and pick up because it's acrobats, lions, snakes, monkey, um, singular monkey. Our, I, my I, man's not monkeys. the hidden temple. Yeah. <laughs> I love how it's just monkey. Monkey, it's just one yeah, monkey. That, like lions, a, snakes, and, and monkey. It's New Elephants Zealand, we can only afford one monkey. Lion, snakes, monkey. <laughs> That's the guitarist Mon- from Monkey. Corn. And the destination is unknown when they pull in for some unknown. gas. I would have to say that they knew their destination. Hey, our destination right now is getting some gas. We need gas. This 69 Chevy eats gas or drinks gas. We're going to need to get some. That's our destination for now. Now, after that, I love how it gets rectified by a poster. Just, I mean, that's, that's the that's destination. So it is. Well, I think, yeah, I think they were just out for a joyride. They stopped to get mm-hmm. some gas. They, 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 uh, you know, after getting the gas or while getting the gas, they saw the poster and said, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, they said righteous. 
And then, and they they said, said, and then they said funky. What is yeah. funky about the fucking about the? I don't know what's what's ri- righteous about a freaking. Are these like I, are I, these like all very pious like uh, 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 circus animals and acts? Uh, they're all you know. I these think are very they're god- tripping. This is a, Guys, a Christian circus. I think they're tripping because you know they're hiding okay. their eyes. They're getting pulled over in in uh, you know verse one, and they presumably you know get away fine. And they yeah. stop to get gas, and then they stop. And what what kind of person stops and just stares at a poster, and then says "righteous," a circus poster, and says "righteous," and then "funky." I think we now might we high to, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, I think they were somebody, high as shit. You know, now when he says say. this reveals a smile from the past. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it, that means like he sees it and he's like, "Oh yeah." I remember that. I really liked. I really liked going to the circus, and that—that's the smile from the past. I think he that's, forgot all about it. That's Maybe. likely. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think it, he's re- I, recalling times of his youth. Hmm. I was also thinking it could be a uh, like an old poster with like uh, you know somebody on it that's like an old acrobat that you know is from like a bygone era or something like that. Um, but. I don't know. I, I lean more towards your interpretation. At Guys, first, I, these these lyrics make a whole lot more sense when you're completely, you know, strung out on cough syrup like I have been for the last three days. I mean, now they're 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 a lot less. They're making a lot less. Sex sense. actually tried to talk me out of doing the song because he was like, "What are you talking about? The song is amazing. This song makes <laughs> complete sense." I've been robo tripping for a fortnight. <laughs> it just made sense. I'm righteous. <laughs> And Funky. I actually just put a bid in to buy the rights to OMC so I can start the band back up. I already and did. I didn't perform this song. I'm getting this song in the bones of the elephant man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it also, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's weird. A freshly pasted poster well, reveals a smile. F- yes. Yeah. Okay, so maybe it's they just probably put not it up with some wheat paste. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, paste. no. This is mm. this baby's fresh. Um. So, so I, yeah, I mean, it well, reveals a smile from so. the past. It's got to be like a nostalgia for the circus, which we know, you know, they don't they don't have those anymore. I don't. They still have the acrobats, but not the lion, snakes, monkey. <laughs> no, and I we don't, can all I, agree that monkey is singular only because it rhymes with funky, and they couldn't say funky. Yes, funkies. <laughs> you might I like well to have. think that you're you're only allowed one monkey per circus in New Zealand. That's it. There's a law. It's been written. <laughs> I mean, at this point. <laughs> We may as well just go ahead and pluralize monkeys and say funky. Who cares? Uh, like anyone's yeah. listened to the song and they're like, whoa, 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 hold on. You that's pluralized monkeys, but you only say one funky. That That's bizarre. I mean, that would take be bizarre it off in the, and of itself. Take it off the charts you know? and put it back in the studio. Let's fix this shit. <laughs> and while you're in there, fix it to Remix. 16, Chevy. Yeah. Uh, so then we get our chorus uh, or our little post-chorus part. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby, it's making me crazy. It's making me crazy. Every time I look around, 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 it's in my face. What in the fuck is he talking about? I have... Okay, my my awful, awful, perverted mind thinks that, like, every time he looks around, there's, like, this giant penis in his face. Okay. 
I don't that's know one, why. That's one interpretation. I have I think, no idea why. You might want to talk to your therapist talk to about Freud. that. I, I, I might. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. You might have to have a long conversation with Jen if that's if that's the interpretation you're getting. But we can we can read between the lines on that one if you like. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this is uh, for for this... a song that needs to be read between the lines. He says it's in your face. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of the irony. Yeah, you make a like, good point. Lady. Hey, uh, we're putting it all out there. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it see this reminds me of like when people are like, "Oh, I was supposed to like put lyrics in here, but I never got around to it. I just like said something for the time being, and I was supposed to go back and walk on the and, ocean." Did that happen with that one? Were you guys? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> yes. It was and, like uh, uh, placeholder lyrics made it through to the end. Yeah, yes. It actually also happened oh, with um mm -hmm. with a song from last week. Uh, we didn't mention it in there, but the. Uh, I've been around the world and I, 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 mm -hmm. she was I, supposed I, I, to I, I. put some lyrics in there, um, the but I, I, just I's. never did. Yeah. And so stuck with the I, 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 which, you know, is one of the things that everybody remembers about it. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, wasn't that just something that she came up with like at a party? You know, it was just they were they were like he was playing on the piano and she just kind of sang and. Yeah, I don't know. It was out, a party. Know? But yeah, it was one of those yeah, like someone's just, just playing piano and she was yeah. like. Spin around, and then everybody started laughing at her except this one guy this one mad hatter who was mm -hmm. like hey actually that's good and everyone was like are you serious right now you serious clark yeah similar similar origin to this song actually how bizarre was a phrase that somebody in the recording studio kept saying over and over again and they were like somebody at the juvenile hall how bizarre i think it was in the studio it might have been cena it might have been uh, somebody else like a family member or something another uh Fuimana. Every time I look around, it's in my face. It's making me crazy because every time I look around, it's in my face. Circus poster? And then that's it. Like, are we talking about the circus poster still? Like, I really don't think we are. Mm -hmm. I think we're talking about something metaphysical. Oh, baby, it's making me crazy. Jamaican Met me crazy. Metaphysical Every penis. time I look around, it's in my face. Publicity? Bad publicity? Bizarreness? Maybe penis, <laughs> penis. We all have our theories. <laughs> um, so if I'm this sticking all with penis. If this all wasn't weird enough, then this is the part I never paid attention this, to. This is the part where I was like, "Wait, what's going on?" This is when the and, robo kicks in right here. Yeah, and and man, you know, uh, it's one of those where I mumbled something. I probably had some idea what the lyrics were. Um, of course, we all know the uh, the last line, but let's find out just what the fuck is going on in this third verse. <laughs> Ringmaster steps out, says the elephants left town. Hold People... up, real quick. When he says Ringmaster steps out in the music video, my man jumps out of the poster, aha style, take on me style. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> in the background. Yes. There's and like it looks... circus posters, and then a poster of him. It looks terrible. It does. It looks absolutely, I mean, it looks like from 1995. Can you imagine him jumping out from 1995 to now? It would look <laughs> much, <laughs> much <now>. better. <laughs> How's everybody doing to now? Ringmaster steps out, says the elephants left town. People jump and jive, and the clowns have stuck around. TV news and cameras, there's choppers in the sky. Marines, police, reporters ask where, for, and why. Paley yells, we're out of here. Cena says right on, making moves and starting grooves before they knew we were gone. Jumped into the Chevy, 
headed for big lights. Want to know the rest? Hey, buy the rights. How bizarre. How bizarre. Want to know the rest? Hey, buy the rights. How bizarre. Genius notes on this one are just This guy looks kind of like The Rock in a weird way. Yes. I get The Rock It looks like The Rock, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. We talked about how this he is made how have... the Rock looked in the '90s too. He had those sideburns and uh, wavy hair. Mm-hmm. He's got that Polynesian Maori um, Samoan look and those like pronounced eyebrows. If you told me they were related, I would not fashion you away. An ascot. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an ascot the in the Hefner video. Yes. Um, he's definitely looking dapper. He's doing the one eyebrow thing. I can't do it really, but you know the people's eyebrow, the people's eyebrow, <laughs> if you will. Um, but uh, where in the fuck do we even start with this? I mean, Ringmaster was... steps out. That's where we start. He's stepping That's... out. So, so they went to the circus. They saw the poster. It's not an old poster. It's a it's a freshly pasted poster, and uh, they said that looks righteous. That looks funky. Let's go. Okay, interesting. Because just like in the music video, the interpretation I get is that the ringmaster actually jumps out of the poster. Oh, I think yeah, we are yeah. now dealing with high peak acid trip. Yeah, I forgot about the tripping component. You're right. Drugness. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. That's going on. <laughs> they didn't go to the circus. The circus I came th- to them. I think he's pumping gas and the gas is now overflowing from the car as he stares at the poster and sees the fucking ringmaster jump out. He's like, what the fuck? How bizarre. And he, you know, his <laughs> pants smell like gas. Uh, you know, Cena's like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Pele's trying to wrestle the, the pump from his hand. Um, the media is all of a sudden there. And Pele he is now tries at, to like, wrestle the pump from my hand. <laughs> in the fucking military. Cena calls the cops. <laughs> the fourth verse right there. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the fourth verse got cut. We we will never That's know. It, it's guys, like, we're doing a remix. That's it. It's kind of like the other five of the other five commandments that were dropped. Um, uh, yeah. Um, and I mean, I mean go ahead. I do have to say that that there's. I think we've reached a point that I mean, before we weren't exactly positive that they were going to a. Uh, a circus but now it's 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 out in the open it's fact ringmaster elephants left town i mean can can we give them a break and say that there is a somewhat overall bizarre nature to circuses they are kind of bizarre am i right am i right circuses are absolutely bizarre yeah, yeah. but the situation i mean besides just a circus the situation that got like them there is, there's there's something well there's something going on here there's uh the elephants are gone the clowns have stuck around, and they're, the people are jumping and jiving, right? Yeah, I don't and know. choppers are being called, and Marines and police. Are the clowns like the Joker's minions? Are they like, is this like a Gotham City type thing where the, uh, you know, the Graysons have fallen, the acrobatic Graysons, the flying Graysons have fallen from the trapeze, and now Mark? young Dick Grayson is there, and there's no Batman, there's only OMC. <laughs> to take him under his wing and make a new brother Pele out of him. I can't help but feel that there is supposed to be some kind of like uh, 
some kind of hidden message here. Like this is a metaphor for Otara, like the circus. They had to get out. They didn't um, realize that we were gone. Dangerous. I'm not going to say no to that because I don't know. But I feel like I feel like it, it's something about. Um, I think that this is like I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like he's trying to make some kind of social commentary here. Mm. Now, I don't know what the hell it is because it's very messy. <laughs> And maybe at the end of the day, it's not supposed to be because it's just about things being like wild and wacky or what have you. But the the line where he says, um, you know, the elephants left town, um, but the clowns have stuck around Mm -hmm. makes me like makes me feel like he's he's talking about how, you know, the real reason of people coming to the circus is is gone. But the clowns are still like all the fucking, you know, talking heads. And, you know, then he starts talking about TV news and cameras. There's choppers in the sky, like calling them the clowns, perhaps. I don't I think um, that like saying the elephants have left town and the clowns have stuck around like they're, you know, like the deadbeats or something they're like there's he's injecting a sense of longing for some like some sort yeah. of nostalgia or something. I don't know. Maybe it's about like old Hollywood, like reveals a smile from the past and then in the next line it's like all the elephants are gone. So it's kind of like all the the wizened, you know, old guard has moved on and now it's just clowns in this town. And then, you know, with all the references to cameras and stuff like that and he says you want to you want to know the rest, hey, by the rights. Maybe this song is about like becoming famous in a system where uh, all the glitter is faded, you know, all the glamour and uh, and shine is gone. Have either of you read the genius annotation for that line? I was just going to read. So the genius annotation for the first part says they stopped to see a circus, but the animals have gone missing. A second scenario highlighting the absurdity of life. The media, military and law enforcement show up and make a spectacle of the situation. The three friends wanted to go to the circus, but instead they ended up in the middle of a media circus. So they decided to leave. Um, so that is the interpretation um, on uh, on that first part. Now, the genius annotation for want to know the rest, hey, by the rights, is three paragraphs long. <laughs> Oh, um, wow. It is. And it's it's Does actually it pretty like, interesting. Uh, like, uh, uh, like, not copyright law, but... This um, is somebody's college thesis, man. This is this is somebody wrote, I mean, wrote an essay uh, on, on just on I'm that last line I'm going to read it because I think, I think that, yeah. I th- though it is only for the last line, I think it does a good job of possibly summing up um, what the whole third verse is supposed to mean. The notion of genuine adventure is lost in modern times. Instead, interesting events are now only seen through the lens of the media and our ability to see for ourselves and make our own minds up is lost. The innocent plan of friends going to a circus is destroyed by the media circus that develops. The song is ahead of its time in discussing disillusionment with how our outlook on the world is dictated by the media rather than by what we experience ourselves. We see what they want us to see. This last line can be interpreted as an ironic statement of defiance. The media will not get their hands on the personal experience of the narrator or his friends as they head for big lights. To get access, they will have to buy the rights. But in the bizarre modern world, genuine experience, untainted by commercial interests, is priceless. 
The detachment between reality and how the media portrays it is evident everywhere. Every time you look around, it's in your face, and it's enough to drive you crazy. Every once in a while, genius is worth its salt, man. Lee is taking this in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seth, you weren't too far off. This is a college thesis right here on how bizarre. Yeah, but, but it's also pretty smart and insightful. It's not bad. It's, it's well, not. I didn't say that college theses were not smart or insightful. I mean, <laughs> I would have to say that a lot of them can be boring yeah. and 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 not insightful. But this one is is not bad. This, how do you feel is... about that? How do I feel we, about that? Yeah. How does that make you feel? I think that that's actually a pretty good analysis of this song. I don't know if it's accurate to what their intentions were when writing it, but I, I love that reading of it. Can you imagine Polly being like, "Yeah, exactly. That's what that's I was exactly saying. what I was saying." <laughs> That's Roy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, that, that's that, that that it ties everything together. It, it gives some answer to what's in your face. And it, it, you know, it really the third verse. Now that you mention it, it does kind of like wrap it all up in a nice little bow. Yeah, it does. So. The circus was never a circus after all. Mm -hmm. The circus was the whole time a media circus. Just hype. And and yeah, ahead of its time indeed. I think uh, I think for as you know, I, I I think it's funny that you know the first and second verses can almost be completely thrown away, mm -hmm. and you know the third verse is really where. It, I mean, I guess it all needs to be there for some kind of lead up. The second verse initially, you know, mentions the uh, the poster. Um, but the first verse seems completely, unless there's out there, yeah, some kind of you know, unless it has something to do, you know, I don't think it has anything to do with the, uh, you know, the awful atrocities of the police, you know, blah 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 blah. I don't, I don't think it's related to that. I think it's truly just a how bizarre thing, and then it's almost like someone else took the reins and was like, yeah, I'm gonna make this some deep shit, and then they did. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah, I think uh, I think Alan Jansen handled most of the production, and OMC Polly, uh, or uh, yeah, Polly did. Uh, I think most of the lyrics himself. Mm. Yeah, but um, I'm yeah, th that's great. I'm so glad like that. You know, I was able to come on here and get some answers. So this song well, will not haunt me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. Well, I now know what it's about, or at least can say, "Hey, this is what it might be about." I'm just glad that through that last genius annotation that we were able to extrapolate some sort of meaning out of this. I wouldn't have got it, I don't think, but that was beautiful. It just took a lot of fucking cough syrup to get there. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed it did. Um, and then there's like three post courses, right? Yeah. Then we just go <laughs> on and on and yeah, on. Do we have to? Yeah, no, no. um, this album did come out two years later, 1997. This single was released in ah. 95 truly the most bizarre thing um yeah i mean it's just it's a very very catchy song um and now to think that it actually has possibly some pretty deep lyrics i don't know that i'll ever listen to it the same no yeah it's i mean it's a, it's about like yeah the media and uh sensationalism right yeah yes yeah. yes absolutely yes. That's, that's what they're saying I'm already gone. I've already gone to song meetings and I've just got one of the greatest song meetings e explanations ever for the it's it's in my face thing. 
It's in my face lyric. <laughs> this is from, from Bafo. The in, it's in my face lyric is about the lava in Doom Two and running around it and splashing in your face. Source: I know the singer, and we played Doom Two a lot back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's about Doom Two. Perfect. The yeah, lyrics are about the love on Doom Two. <laughs> um, is there a creep factor, Seth? What's the uh, what's your creep factor? Um, point five. Yeah. There's there's none. There's none. It's not. I don't. No. Let me take that back because they're going. Uh, let's if we go back to the to the stop at the gas station, and you know, and and they and they see, you know, and they and they start seeing this, you know, this this poster, and and it's giving them direction, and uh, you know. Brother Pele says righteous and Zena says funky. Funky. That's a little weird. Not necessarily creepy, but we also have to factor in the video a little bit, I guess. We didn't really talk a ton about the video. Video's a little bit weird. It's very weird. Mm. Um I'll give it a, a one and one point three. A one point three. Okay. Not really creepy, but just a little weird. So yeah. What about you, Lee? How would you rate this? I would give this a one. Um, I just don't know if I need to deal. I'm going to round it. You know, I don't. I don't do the the points, but um, I'll give totally it a one acceptable. because there's just an ominous vibe to this song. The lyrics do not match the uh, the sound of the music. There's like a lack of prosody um, here, and they kind of like I would say they're they're more at conflict with each other. The lyrics are more ominous than uh, the song sounds. And it mm. just creates an unsettling vibe. So uh, nothing particularly creepy about the lyrics, but uh, I'm going to give it that for you know its involvement in the song mm. and how they relate to the song, the music. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'll give this a uh, uh, creepy. Um, I mean, I feel like a song called "How Bizarre" has got to have some creep factor. Um. Because I feel like otherwise bizarre not very bizarre. And, yeah, yeah, bizarre and creepy are kind of are uh, at least distant cousins. Um, I'll give it a one point one. Nothing super creepy about it, but uh, you know, I think we're all on the lower side. This is not a uh, this isn't a kiss song, so we're all uh, we're all we're all okay there. Um, I think next we're gonna try a little something. Uh, next, we're going to do Smooth Criminal by Michael Jackson. Hey, now. Which uh, has, uh, I think, is worth it alone because you probably don't know what the fuck the lyrics are. Um, but I think they're also pretty muddled. And we've not done a Michael Jackson song yet. I'm sure there is, uh, you know, <laughs> some other Michael Jackson songs that we can do um, that would also be very, very uh, fun. But we're gonna give uh, we're gonna give Smooth Criminal a shot. I've been waiting for this one. I definitely looked at the lyrics to that song when Alien Ant Farm covered it, and uh, yeah, kind of like what's going on here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, bizarre. How bizarre. All right. Episode one hundred in the bag, Lee. We can't thank you enough. Um, thank you for coming on here and giving us your insight, Lee. I appreciate it, man. I really do. Pleasure for all, all your mine. support. And Thanks for, for all having your support. Me. Thank you. Um, and uh, Seth, I'm glad to hear you're on the mend, my friend. 
Uh, for those of you that don't know, these two gentlemen right here do a podcast that happens to be my favorite podcast. It's called L- It's called <laughs> No Nonsense <laughs> Trivia Podcast. Uh, it's called the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast. Please go listen to it on your favorite platform. Please leave it a review after you hear a couple of episodes. I'm on a couple if you go back and look. They're all fun. Every single one of them is a blast. You get to learn stuff. You get to uh, be entertained by these two wonderful gentlemen. And... If you happen to listen to these episodes and you enjoy them, hey, why not? Leave them uh, a review on one of your favorite platforms about this show. Thanks, Lee. I really appreciate it, Mark. Also this week um, on Friday, uh, Lee, we are going to have Seth on uh, as a little cross-promotion for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast. Yeah, so come hear Seth on our show over there. I appreciate both of you, and I appreciate all of you listening. Please make sure that you... Uh, give us many stars on whatever podcast service that you use. Um, and if you have any song ideas, feel free to email us. Uh, I do have the email address here at the ass end of this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Tell two friends and we will be back next Monday with more lyrics to go. Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>